Hello everyone, and welcome to the Good Love Podcast, a Good Love Project production with your friendly neighborhood sex geek and good lover, Katrina Boots Ransom. Here at the GLP, we strive for informed, enthusiastic consent, so this is your content warning. The Good Love Podcast is a sex and relationship education podcast directed to adult listeners. We offer playful, powerful, and positive education on sexuality, pleasure, kink, sexual health and wellness, and a slew of other grown and sexy topics. If you find any of these topics objectionable, you're welcome to skip an episode or even the whole show. If you're under 18, we recommend heading over to scarleteen.com for all youth-focused sex ed needs. Now, if you're an enthusiastic yes, get comfy and enjoy the show. Hello, my good lovers. I know we we started this series, this podcast series, talking about mindfulness and pleasure, mindfulness and intimacy. So really focusing on partnered sexuality. Today, I want to talk about mindfulness within solo sexuality. Oh, there's a lovely word for this uh, coined by the esteemed Dr. Annie Sprinkle, and that term is metabation. So it's a portmanteau of meditation and masturbation. Metabation. Those of you that have been following me on my other platforms know that I am a self-love, self-pleasure advocate. I feel that self-love and self-pleasure is a very important form of self-care. And meditation takes that just a little bit further, like deeper. So what is it? What does that mean to practice mindful masturbation, mindful self-love, metabation. Have you ever tasted something so delicious it caused you to go weak in the knees? <laughs> Maybe even moan? Mmm. <laughs> that little sharp bite. Maybe a piece of chocolate melts in your mouth, spreads across your tongue, and you just can't help but close your eyes and hmm. Mm. Have you ever gone so deep into the zone, working out, dancing, running, painting, that you felt like you were high? Have you ever seen something so beautiful that you got choked up maybe you even fully burst into tears have you ever had a sexual experience with a lover so deep and pleasurable that it felt otherworldly or spiritual these are all examples of ecstasy of rapture the Tantric tradition teaches us that through a practice of mindfulness, 
these moments can be ways to experience divinity in everyday life. By paying attention and really drinking in these moments, we connect ever deeper with ourselves, our partners, and the beauty of life itself. Meditation is one such technique for experiencing this connection while also cultivating sexual or creative energy. Now, yeah, this episode is going to get a little bit woo. For those of you that are not down with the woo, anytime that I talk about energy, I want you to think of it instead as consciousness, attention, focus. Is really whatever words you use, it all adds up to the same thing. So what we're talking about here is sacred sexuality or mindful sexuality with the self. Not everyone's down with the word sacred. And to me, they're both, I mean, basically the same thing, or at least very similar. They come from a similar place. Meditation can be a form of dharana, which is contemplative concentration. People practice meditation for relaxation, for healing, whether that's emotional, psychological, energetic, which basically means emotional to me, to learn about themselves, or to commune with a chosen deity or higher self, to train in the arts of pleasure, or even for manifestation and sex magic. So how would you start a meditation practice? Starting a meditation is much like starting any other style of meditation practice, really. It's helpful to create a peaceful space for yourself. This can be as simple as lighting a candle in your bedroom, or as elaborate as creating a whole separate room with an altar. The point is to find a way to change your environment so that your brain gets the message. It's meditation time. That means turning yourself on off. Maybe putting on some music. Maybe there's a particular incense that you like to burn or an oil or perfume that you like to put on that you can sniff as you start to do your conscious deep breathing. All of these things help to get you turned on both in the 
spicy, sexy physical sense, and also in your mental state. We're turning off the offs, quieting all that background noise that sits in our mind and allowing ourselves to become focused and create a container for this practice. Now you've created your container, breathe. Breathe deeply into your body. Really feel your body expand and contract with each inhale and exhale. There are many types of breathing techniques, what's known in yogic practice as pranayama, that you can try. I will be doing another episode on that later, as well as releasing a class on uh, breathwork for connection. So keep an eye out for that. But right now, in the beginning, just try either breathing through the nose and out through the mouth. Or you can try adding a bit of sound to your exhale. Sigh, even a moan. Anything that helps you to relax, to get into your body, and allow for some expression, even if it's quiet expression. I know some of us, we have roommates, we live with family, we live in apartments with thin walls, and so sometimes our expressions of pleasure have to be kind of held in. So finding ways to allow that feeling of expression, even when you need to keep it kind of quiet. How you choose to stimulate or touch is entirely up to you. I highly recommend that you make this into a full body practice. So, so often when we're self-pleasuring, it's quick, it's quiet, it's very much goal-focused, very general-focused. This is a wonderful time to expand past that into fully making love to yourself, getting your whole body involved. Maybe start with some self-massage or some gentle movement, some stretches, whatever feels good. And then exploring, where else can my body feel pleasure besides the most obvious areas? And you can go into as much sensual touch as you like, or you can just go straight for the goods. It's up to you. But what's most important is not so much how you are touching yourself, 
but being present in your experience. So you're going to observe yourself without judgment. If you're new to any kind of meditation, random thoughts are going to pop up. Am I doing this right? Do I look silly? Did I leave the stove on? Can my roommates hear me? This can feel frustrating or distracting. With some forms of meditation, and menubation is one of these, surprising emotions can surface as well. Try not to dwell on any of these thoughts, but rather just notice that they are there without fear or judgment, and try to let them go. I definitely recommend keeping a journal nearby so that if you want to take note of what comes up for you during your experiences, even if it's literally just bullet points, felt angry, felt sad, but then release, that can be enough something that you can come back to later and think about, process, choose to write more fully, bring up with your therapist, whatever. So aside from these key points, creating a special space, breathe and observe the self without judgment, there's uh, some commonly asked questions about meditation in particular. Well, those three points are for all forms of meditation. Here's a few specifically about mindful masturbation. There's usually the biggest question is about orgasm. Will I have an orgasm? Do I have to have one? Am I supposed to hold back my orgasm? So no, first off, you don't have to orgasm. Meditation is about the journey. It's not a goal. If you orgasm, great. If not, also great. If you have multiples, show more power to you. Practicing meditation may assist anorgasmic or pre-orgasmic folks with experiencing deeper pleasure and can be used to train oneself to eventually have an orgasm. Likewise, it can be a great way to practice controlling your orgasm, particularly controlling ejaculation. And on the note of controlling ejaculation, no, you do not have to hold back your orgasm or retain your semen. I know that this is something that comes up a lot in conversations about sacred sexuality, tantra, Taoist sexual practices, all these things. And there's a lot of misinformation that uh, contradicts or uh, misrepresents anatomical science. Um, so let's take a quick like sidebar 
here to talk specifically about that. Um, so, first, I want to recognize that yes, ejaculation and orgasm are two separate functions. And, and that's for everyone, not just for penis owners. But in this case, we're going to mostly talk about semen ejaculation for penis owners. There are two separate functions. You can learn to further separate these functions. And there's wonderful reasons to do so. Learning to become multi-orgasmic. Learning to last, uh, to go longer during your solo sessions or during your partnered sessions. Orgasm and ejaculation control can also be a wonderful and fun part of a kink scene or a DS dynamic. You do not need to withhold semen to live longer, to improve your physical health, to be spiritual, uh, to be more pure or righteous or any of the other these other things that uh, we see out in the world um, losing your semen does I'm not even use the term losing releasing your semen does not deplete you physically um, <laughs> nor does it deplete you spiritually so what you choose to do with it is entirely up to you. But don't feel that you have to do anything. This is definitely one of those there is no one true way things. So, to orgasm or to not orgasm, to ejaculate or to not ejaculate, entirely up to you. Can I watch videos? So another question that comes up, and I have my own personal opinions on this one. I, I really do recommend turning inward with this practice. Part of the idea is to be able to experience arousal within your body from your own sexual energy, your own sexual awareness. Watching erotic videos or porn can be fun and arousing, but with motivation, it can also miss the point as you wind up focusing on what you're watching. We're also so often staring at one screen or another, it's always good to give yourself time away from the light and sound boxes. But at the same time, there are times where a visual tool is appropriate and there's a whole practice within meditation called yantra that is about focusing on something visual in front of you. There's also a kind of similar practice that is found in certain areas of the internet known as gooning, where the person practicing often uses often uses videos made specifically for 
this purpose and the idea is to basically it's similar to edging so you're keeping yourself on the edge of climax and you're going for long periods of time trying to see how long you can stay on that edge to the point where it creates like an altered state of consciousness now this is more I would compare if I was to compare gooning versus metabation I would say it's I might compare it to the difference between taking shrooms for fun versus going on a mushroom journey similar tools similar techniques different intent different outcome and neither is more right or wrong or more legitimate than the other in my opinion so um, we'll talk more about the use of yantra or a visual tool in another episode lastly can you use toys uh, I have been criticized and <laughs> many years ago I did a series of videos on my YouTube channel where I uh, did a daily meditation practice off camera obviously it's YouTube and then you know but I would go and and speak about my practice of the day what I learned about myself what I noticed whatnot and I was criticized for using toys for admitting that I sometimes used toys now here's my thought on that um Experiencing sensation is more important than how you create the sensation. So, I think, you know, if we can use tools like comfy meditation cushions and music and singing bowls and all these external things to help us in, in our non-sexual meditation practices. Why not use the tools that are available to us? That being said, if you have a particular toy, a favorite vibrator or something, that brings you to climax really fast, I would probably recommend saving that for your other solo sex times this practice is about slowing down remember we said that orgasms are welcome but they're not the goal so if you have something that you think might speed up the process and kind of take you out of your practice a little too quickly maybe save it or go ahead and use it and then let that post-orgasmic space be your meditation space how long can you sit in that experience 
that post, oh, post-climax experience, can you bring yourself there and then set your toy aside and then through breath, concentration, body movement, cycle it and create more. Because again, no one true way here. The most important thing is your intent and that you be present. So, moving forward, I've been considering for some time now revisiting that series. It's been several years now. Um, revisiting the 30 Days of Meditation series and trying to go for another 30 days and see how things are different now um, after it's been six years. <laughs> Let's see if there's any new revelations. So, if that happens, of course, you'll be hearing about it here. I'll be sharing. And in the meantime, you can check out the old videos, Be Warned, 2017. That's definitely not, those videos are definitely not high def. <laughs> um, you can feel free to check out those videos on my YouTube channel. And until we hear from each other again, keep on good loving.